Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Yo, check this out. This is Chuck, the public enemy. You are tuned in right here, right now to the library. Keep it locked with Tim Inico right here on rapstation.com. Okay. CLS, all black Mercedes. Dipping through the city, you know why I track the ladies looking for a good time. Backpack Travels is the new collaborative LP from legendary Brooklyn MC Buckshot and New Zealand-based producer P-Money. The 10-track album features guest appearances from Steel of Smith & Weston, Joey Badass, and CJ Fly of Pro Era, and others. With that, I want to thank the co-owner of Duck Down Music and lead MC from Black Moon and Bootcamp Click, Buckshot, for joining me on the library of Tim Einenkel on rapstation.com. Thanks for being here, man. Yo, thank you for having me, man. Thank you, thank you very much for having me and um and making me a part of this. You know what I'm saying? So that's a blessing. Cool, definitely. Anytime. So, you know, this album, uh, Backpack Travels, seems to have been created to really allow yourself to take ownership of the term for quote unquote backpack rapper. Uh kind of take it you know, take a term that has meant to be a diss, but kind of flip it to mean like <clears throat> this is real rapping. What did you want people to uh, think of when they use the term backpack rapper? And then also, what, was this the mission of the album? Yeah, the mission of the album um, and the whole point of the album was pretty, pretty much for people to get a new understanding of the term backpack. When I made the album, I wanted people to understand that the term backpack was no longer a negative thing, the way most people created it to be at some point in time. Because in the public, people created the term backpack to be something that they was in, they was not a part of. Like, you know, people started to hear the term backpack and feel like, oh, that's that other rap. Yeah. But everything goes to a, everything goes to a phase, you know? Everything, as far as, especially um, hip-hop, you know, everything goes to a phase. It was started out with one style of hip-hop. We went to another style of hip-hop. Anything that's popular is what's dictated, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. And that's just how life goes. You know, people got to understand that life is that way. So if the underground is popping, cool. If the commercial jump-off is popping, you know, cool. I mean, I, there was a point in time a lot of people don't know we had the Jungle Brothers, man, and that mean that that meant that house music was popping at one time, and that was jumping in hip hop. So it's not about trying to claim one thing as the official hip hop. You know, it is it, it, about saying that hip hop is a versatile art form. You know, and that's and that's what I wanted people to get from the message of the Backpack Travels. If there was a message, it'd say be proud of the art form and not get caught up in 
you know, oh, this is real, that ain't real, this is real, that, because I never was down with that, and I never had a chance to really spread that message. You know, mm -hmm. people thought I was the number one guy that was promoting underground as that's the true hip-hop. There is no true hip-hop. Hip-hop is the true hip-hop. No, oh, nice, cool. I want to actually get, you know, I want to get more into the album. Uh, the first track on the album is called uh, Crown. It's the intro. Yeah. This is my intro, Dutch. This is my intro, Dutch. This is my intro, Dutch. It's kind of as if you're, it's kind of as if you're kind of reintroducing yourself to us. So I'm kind of figure out like you've 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 been around for a while. Why, why use this as like a, a way of reintroducing yourself? Um, because I don't. I'm not one of them MCs who feel like people should know me. They should know me by now. People know who I am. Blah blah blah. I'm not one of them MCs or one of them artists. You know, I'm I'm very humble, and I you know a lot of times humble could get you hurt in the heart of the jungle. But that this is one of those times where I just let people know. You know, here is the buckshot that you guys don't know. Mm. You know, and here and and this is for especially the artists that's on the album. You know, he's a young artist, my son age, younger than my son, stuff like that. So to those artists, to those MCs in the crowd. I got to introduce who I am and say, yo, this is Buckshot, you know. Um, and, I, and I said in the introduction, I said, um, you can't turn a rock into a bright diamond ring. You know, a rock is a rock, a diamond is a diamond. They're both solid, but one is not shining. You, That's the point. You know, it's like no matter what you do, we all have a destination to do something. And I don't even want everybody to think they were designed to be a, a producer or an artist and mess up on the other things. So that's what Crown is, is, is really just introducing Buckshot. Life, I've learned one thing. Uh -huh. You can't turn the rock into a bright diamond ring. A rock is a rock. Uh -huh. A diamond is a diamond. Yeah. Both solid as hell, but one not shining. Maybe it's Another track by Justin Young featuring uh, Raz Fresco. Uh, yeah, my boy Raz and the whole bag. Shout out to Raz and the Baker's Club. Nice. It, it it really comes off as like a kind of a hip hop career advice uh, track, and in it, <laughs> and in it, but it, but it, but in, but in a positive way, like you know, and it it seems like <laughs> it seems like you address. Uh, is it a way of addressing MCs that who have no business being in the art form, or is it more of a kind of a way of trying to see these MCs and say, you guys have potential. Here's a way of not becoming a one hit wonder. Yeah, basically the second thing you said. That, that was a good way to put it. And that, that was basically a perfect way to put it. Like, I, I don't even know how to say anything behind what you just said because you just reached into the depths of what it really is and what that track is saying. And that's why I'm, I, the title of it is Just Begun, you know, because not only am I giving you the advice, but for the people that say, oh, you know, he's an OG, he's giving us advice, blah, blah, blah. I'm saying, yeah, you can say that. I'm definitely on that level, but I've just begun. Mm, nice. You know, I've just begun this game because because who I am as a person that put people on. I think that's what I want people to know. My son, not just begun. I'm saying I'm number one. Jump off. First of all, you're hustling backwards. Talking about you getting money for action. You a stupid motherfucker and you know it for asking. Who wanna get paid for a couple of claps, man? That's when I see careers collapsing. Fall like bricks building from the ashes. Now even though they know they get Another great track, which I really like, is uh, Flute. 
featuring uh, Pro Era members Joey Badass and G uh, CJ Fly. You kind of, word, you, word. which I think is great. You, you talk about your personal progression as an artist in the culture. You know, you mentioned you've gone from breaking to beatboxing. Break dancing was hot, and I was a dancer. Switched to the beatbox, and now I'm the man. Cause when the chicks hear brrr, stick them, they think that I'm on and won't get with them. Even when I was young, I peak rhythm that they ain't worth most of this that we give them. Life like heads and tails. What was the mission of this track? Same thing, you know, uh, and I'm glad you pulled that out once again. Like, I didn't want people to keep getting the wrong impression because so many people got the total 100% wrong impression of, of me. Or, but as, as far as, like, like I said, the dude that just stand around with his arms folded, don't listen to none but underground music, started off as a rapper, grabbing the mic, blah, blah, blah. You know, people don't have no clue about who I really am. So... I gave him just like a real tiny, tiny percentage when I said, you know, I started out beatboxing, you know, and then I went to rapping, you know, so that way people could feel comfortable about even if they're a beatboxer, you know what I'm saying? Right. They feel like, oh, I thought I thought anything else besides rapping on the mic was, was corny and it was chumping, blah, blah, blah. So now people just start feeling like, oh, okay, okay. And again, we got Joey Badass on there, CJ Fly. You know, that's the pro-era kids of today. What could be better than that? Because people can can uh, pretty much, like, connected us from back in the day. Like, people say, you know, I would compare Joey and CJ to, like, Buckshot and Smith & Wesson, which is, not a, which is not a bad comparison at all yeah, because, definitely. you know, because yeah. they listen, if you listen to all their songs, they do give you the feel of the 90s with today's, Vibes. So it's, it's incredible, you know. Right. I, I read in past interviews you you've also mentioned about the the, the track flute that you you kind of see it as a way of kind of passing the baton. Um, yeah. So I was wondering, do you think uh, the commercial success of rap has caused I mean, the the fact that uh, let's, let's say like the way when you started out, right? Rap was not played on every radio station. You remember like Z100 New York City was proud not to play rap music. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. So, so now, so so I I felt I always feel that since that was the case, you guys had this great opportunity. Or you acknowledged one MCs before you, but you also acknowledged music that wasn't rap music. You did like you know soul, R and B, uh, even rock yeah, music. Yeah. Uh, do you think the problem with maybe not a bad way, but a problem with today's MCs is that they just see wealth? That they see a of rapper's wealth and they just try to copy that rapper as opposed to kind of uh, pulling from the past? No question. You know what I'm saying? You got to think about it. That you, that you just hit it on the head again. Like, you should just do the interview yourself. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> like no, no question at all because you got to understand the generation has melted away. So if we didn't keep up the generation, which we didn't, then the whole thing would melt away. Why? Because... People from the 70s, when we were sampling rap, we were sampling rap, we were sampling music from the 70s. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And this was in the late 80s, early 90s. People got to remember, man, that was 10 years before his time. So when you look at rap now, I came out 20 years ago, bro. So for me to even be doing this right now, that means hip-hop must have did something crazy because people was comparing Oh, you sampling that old stuff. You sampling that old stuff like James Brown or or 
uh, this person or, or Patrice Russian or whatever. But these artists wasn't that old. It was from 10, 15 years before our time, which was like, which was the 70s, you right. know? So, so to think that, oh, we were sampling from the artists from the 30s. No, we were sampling artists from 10, 15 years before we came out, you know? And, and hip-hop, you know, caused such a boom that it made people forget about age being there. So it's like you, you forget that, that you know, Swimmer Wesson or Buckshot or Mob Deep or Biggie, that was 20 years ago, you know, and not 10 years, you know. Yeah. So if you was to sample some of us, that would be a, a comparison to that time. So what happened was we as a generation had to keep up the bigging up of the past artists and stuff like that. So what happened was some of our generation started to have kids. Mm. And and when they had kids, a lot of them wanted to stay, you know, hip to their kids and stuff like that. So they would only big up the music that their kids was currently listening to. They wouldn't, they, like, play all the old soul records like how our parents did. Oh, interesting, yeah. That's... You know? Yeah. So you, you right away there's a generation loss music laws, respect laws, a whole bunch of things laws because they're not big enough, you know, soul records, hip-hop records, or whatever records that they grew up on. The children of today, they only know the records and the music that they grew up on. So if that's pure hip-hop, then that's what it is. The kids will only know pure hip-hop. Right, and there's a reason why, like, James Brown is the most sampled artist on a hip-hop record. Um, I mean, he was at one time, at one time you know, true. when... Oh yeah, because we respected we respected what what soul music brung and what you know funk brung and what R and B brung. Like we respected that because it, we didn't have access to all this new stuff as far as synthesized synthetic music, uh, computerized music. We didn't have access to that. So when we was doing the soul and the funk and the jazz and all that, it was incredible because. Every person that that was on that track was on that track. You know, it was a it was a flute guy, it was a horn guy, it was a drummer, keyboard. So if all these people are individualized, every person is waking up, going to sleep. I mean, waking up to say, when I wake up tomorrow, I'm gonna do the best job you could, the, the, you could ever imagine. So imagine a track where everybody on it is going crazy. Right. That's what we had back in the days. We didn't have a whole computer that could simulate, simulate what we do. That doesn't create what we do, it simulates what we do. We're speaking with uh, Buckshot, new album is Backpack Travels with the New Zealand-based producer uh, P Money. I want uh, Buckshot, I want to continue with the album, uh, the track Sweetest Thing fe featuring uh, Tina Apex. You uh you called her in an interview one of your one of quote one of my favorite all our favorite all time artists period yeah um, period so what I, I care, what what makes her your one of your favorites and then what is your cri criteria kind of for deciding who your favorite artists are my favorite my criteria for deciding who my particular favorite artists are right. um it's like respect and it's like love you can't write it down. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You can't define it. You can't describe it. You know, you can't put it in a box or a circle. It's like, I don't know. But I do know some of the signs of it. Meaning like, yo, when I first heard Tina, 
I was I, I loved her. I really I was like, yo, this girl is incredible. You know what I'm saying? And then when I heard her on the track by herself, you know, I was like, yo, she's dope. She is just incredible. Then me and her did a song together, Wasting Away. And my man Todd produced it. And I just, yo, man, I could not stop listening to this track at all. Then when we did the joint for my album, it's like, I, yo. Then when I heard her on the joint, uh, The Chase, with with Chelsea Reject and uh and uh, CJ Fly, that was the that was the nail in the coffin. Like, oh, wow. cause I, cause I, because I woke up for days just playing that song and rewinding her part and Chelsea Reject and and uh, CJ. I love the whole track. So I just was constantly rewinding her and Chelsea part, and that was it. I was like, yo, I I love her. Like, you understand? Like, I know I'm working with her. But it's almost like if she came out by herself on her own, like without me, I would be like, that's, she is one of my favorite artists, uh, this girl rapping right here. Meaning, like, I would be a, one of her biggest fans because I would go to pay for this, go see her perform. Right. As if, yeah, totally. It would be like one of those things where, like, you would probably, like, end up, even if you weren't working with her, you would probably be one of the first people promoting the hell out of her. Oh, my gosh. I would be like, yo, I love her. She gives me that, that fan feel. Because a lot of times people don't give me that fan feel because I'm an artist and I work in a business CEO and all this other stuff. So I don't get a, really a chance to just feel like, oh, my God, I'm a fan and I can't wait to get home and play this record. That's you right. know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't get that many chances. So that was, that's when I knew you know, she was out of control. And having her on this album, I mean, just, it's a good feel. And that's what I feel the album is. You know, the album I feel is respect and love. Mm, you know, yes. you can't describe it. You, all you could do is play this album and feel what you feel, and and that's it. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that you'll walk away from from the experience saying, you know what? It's not about only being better. Yeah, but it's like this: if I don't listen to a fifty, or after I listen to fifty. I'm going to play some buck. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? After I listen to Two Chains, I'm going to play some buck. Because it's about being in the mood for other things, obviously. So I'm one of them people saying, after you play those other guys, you know, listen to this. I'm not going to try to fight for their position. Queens, a city where the apple's just too big, and I don't know if I should bite through. What will they give me now? Liquor store in every corner down this direction. Steady selling affection. When I finally get the vexing, perplexing, they confuse. Take all the shooters where I live and give them hunks and black boots. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. I want to continue on. The next track on the album, Clear Light, is featuring another female MC, Chelsea Rejack. For the criticism, don't really know what you're talking about. Murder premeditated, tell the coroner bring the coffins out. Cause ain't nobody career safe, not even drinks. Cause you can own it, but that don't mean ain't nobody gonna come and take it. Uh, so you're kind of highlighting two female MCs back to back in this album. Was that done pur- purposeful? Mm-hmm. Was that done purposeful? No, no, it wasn't. And I tell you, it was ill. Is um, Tina came first, and then um, uh, Drew was like, yo, you gotta hear. Uh, Chelsea killed this song like she killed it and I you know I think he was um, I think he had got like a taste of the verse from her mm-hmm. and when I heard it 
Yo, I lost my mind because I know, like, you know, when she get on stage, she's just going to murder them. People are going to be able to hear it and feel it there, you know, um, as well. So I was like, yo, you know what? How build, how yo, how beautiful is it to have two MCs who I love and they're they're a group together? Right. You know, like it, you don't get more godly signs than that. Like they're a group together, and they came separate and they both murdered it. It's like, come on, man. So the album was not purposely made with pro era and then we broke them down. No. Every person came step by step, time by time. Mm. You know, that's real. Right. Yeah, I felt like, with especially with uh, Tina and Chelsea, there was like, those their two verses were, like right away I could picture still listening to them, even if there wasn't a beat underneath them. That's dope. That's dope. It's like, it, just, it was like, I mean, the lyrics, the flow, they were talking about something. I mean, it all worked you, out you, perfect. You gotta see them live, man. You, you, I, you see them live. You, you, they would entertain you so, so well. Like, and they tore Wester Hall in half. Oh wow! You know what I'm saying? They and I'm gonna tell you like this. I did my thing, but they killed the show. It was like, you know, people know me and they hear my music and stuff. Like, but it's always better, you know, when you have that fresh talent on the mm. scene, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I came out, you know, it was like, it was, the vibe was always respect to a rock him. You know what I'm saying? Right. You would never, never lose respect for, you know, follow my lead and, and I, you know what I'm saying, microphone fiend and stuff. But at the end of the day, we still the new right now. You know what I mean? We're Black Moon. What was going on right now? Mm. So for me, I felt that. Like, yeah, Black Moon is the is the rock him nowadays. Like, we, we, we get that respect. But, these little dudes are killing it right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a pleasure and a blessing for me to even be a part of that. You know? That's what I was going to ask, because six, six out of the ten tracks, you have features. So I was kind of mm-hmm. wondering, I was wondering, was this, is, are you at a point in your career where you're kind of being buckshot, the teacher, and you, you're, you're bringing younger cats on so you could highlight them as much as possible? I'm being buckshot, the guy that you've always known. Oh, nice. Meaning, from day one, I brought out Smith & Wesson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I brought out, the, from day one, I put on OGC. I mean, I put on Helter Skelter. You know what I'm saying? From day day one or day two, I put on uh, uh, OGC. Then I put on, you know, the reps and BCC. Like, i always been that guy from day one because... I started out as an intern, you know what I'm saying? And somebody gave me a shot, you know what I'm saying? So, like, my man Phil Nelson gave me a shot, you know, and Hank Shockley of the Bomb Squad. Mm -hmm. So I've always been that type of dude to say, once I get on, I'm going to put somebody else on that's tr- that, 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 that deserve it and that's trying to get on. All they need to have is that fire, is that drive, you know, and once I see that and I'm a fan or I just, you know, cool, whatever, like, let's go. So a lot of people didn't know that about Buck, you know, even though I work with everybody in the game and I put a lot of people on, then I came out with Duck Down and I just kept going from there, put out the B-Real, 
to put out Knife Wonder, Talib Kweli. You know, my whole career has been about passing the torch. So, yeah, I wanted people to to to, to feel that same presence when they listen to Backpack Shot. Look, I went to got I went and got a producer from New Zealand. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and brought him to America. You know, and and, and P Money is. Is then there's the biggest thing in New Zealand. You know, word up. I'm not even kidding you. That's awesome. Go ask anybody that's from New Zealand. Then then I went and got uh uh my boy David Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know, from, from New Zealand. And he reps Australia and New Zealand. You know? He's a double platinum artist out there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like New David uh, uh Pete Money, he's a platinum artist. You know, out, out there, you know, um, hack, hack, uh, Raz Fresco represent Baker's Club. They, 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 they producers and MCs that got history under their belt. They from they from Toronto. They from Canada. So this album really, really is about bringing the world together. It was almost like the One Nation Pop never got a chance to put out. All right. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I actually wanted to ask you about your produ- I mean, I want to skip ahead, but um, each of your the production on all your solo albums seem just to work perfectly with you, uh, with your flow. You know, uh, how do you know prior to going into the album that it's just go- you guys are just going to click? Yeah, like the backpack travel. You know what? It was a little like it, it's not. I wouldn't say nerve wracking, right? But at right. first, it's like you do kind of hope. Like you got this connection, um, and you feel it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you and I and you listen to the producers' tracks, and it's almost like I did it with Knife Wonder. You know what I'm saying? I did it with with uh with with uh, Knife Wonder at first, and people they 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 got it. I did it with the beat miners from day one. Right. You know what I'm saying? And people and people got it. But yet we were a group. See, Black Moon was a group, but. Working with beatminders, you notice that I didn't have on Into the Stage nine different producers. Right. What did I have? I had the whole beatminders produce the whole album. You know what I mean? Well, I did a song with Knife Wonder. I had Knife Wonder produce the whole album. You know, Pete Money produced the whole album. That's that's just how I work. Right. You know, when it comes to working with somebody that I that we we go in for a particular mission. I've done other albums with different producers producers, but when I work on a solo album, I like to sit down and focus. And I like to get one producer, and we become one mind. Right, and and it was the same, like when when I heard chemistry for the first time, and the second you know the second track, chemistry one on one, came out like the, the first two words that you said, and the beat that dropped in, I was like, all right, this is gonna work. There's like there's no question that this album was not gonna be great. Wow. So it was just one. Of, yeah, I mean, it just like it's something about I. Th- that I feel that has ever listened to you, that you just click perfectly with everyone you work with. And I've always kind of wondered, like, how do you know? Like, what's that secret? Well, you know, like I said, it's, 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 it's kind of, you know, it's one of those, see, and I, it, but just on my level, again, this, this right here, this is the year of the Buck brand. That's the reason why I got a slew of things coming out. I got everything coming out this year because my whole goal is to show people what it's really about. I think people got the wrong impression of me. I'm telling you, when I say, like, people be like, oh, that's the guy from Enter the Stage. Um, everything else he did, we don't really recognize. So, and it's not, and it's because he didn't put out another album that we recognize, you know, on that commercial level that he did with Enter the Stage. It's like, 
people don't know why. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They don't really know why. It's like, why did you not go all out to come back to the position that you was in at one point? Well, one, very few artists do that. And two, I spent 90% of my time creating a, a, a source for everybody to have a home. You know what I'm saying? I'm one of the last hip-hop labels, period, from my era, period. And the only hip-hop label that's still putting artists on, like B-Rail solo album, mm-hmm. Black Rob album, uh, a, a prodigy for Mob Deep project, you know, uh, Pete Rock last project, you know, Ninth Wonder, you know, Kids in the Hall. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing things that deserve... To, to to get on and it's a hard job you know yeah. when you're going against people like the UMG group you know I'm one little man going against Universal going against Sony going against these big record companies and I'm getting reaction I'm getting some type of I'm breaking through some type of wall you know what I'm saying right. so is it, 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 people make it sound easy it is easy to be independent but it's hard to be recognized yeah as you mentioned you were one of the first ones to go completely independent and it seems more independent artists as you know as with the internet and with just the access to music more independent artists are being able to expose the shadiness of major labels in music and also when they write online uh yet it seems like a lot of artists are still signing with majors um why do you think that is i mean if the ultimate lesson is that if you sign with a major you're going to get screwed somehow financially um why why do people continue to go to major labels? Because because they don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't know and people put up this image because you still got the image of a two chains and a this one and a future and all these other artists that are that that are getting commercial viability. Like they really they are getting and they, and I, I don't want to speak on their situations contract wise, financial wise, mm-hmm. anything else. But I will say this. You know, being on the major label is like dealing with a machine, you know, a big machine, like a Walmart of, of music. And, you know, there's no way Walmart takes 90% and gives you 10%. Sure, they're going to sell $3 million, so you'll get 10% $3 million. You'll be okay, but they're taking 90%. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's number one. Number two, major labels took, made something called a 360 deal because people like Leo Cohen said, let me tell you something. It ain't right that we're blowing these artists up to platinum, three platinum, four platinum. Then a, a sneaker company or a company like LG or Sony comes and says, listen, I got a $10 million deal for you to sign for this uh, TV contract. Now the record label gets no part of that because their contract only deals with music only. Right. So they said, let's do something called a 360 where no matter what they do, we, give a, we get a percentage of it. Matter of fact, we're going to give them upfront money and go look for a deal for them so we can take the upfront money plus a percentage plus X, Y, da, da, da. So it may look like it's cool to be on the major. You'll get all the stardom and you get over this. But when you deal with a major, you're basically screwed. And look, there's no way, right, 50 Cent is a very, very smart artist. You know, why would he go independent, you know, if it was cool, if it was the good, if it was the right way, you know, if you got all your money. Uh, why would he go independent? People say, "Oh, he's screwed because when he was in the, when he was major, he blew up and sold X amount of docs for sales." Yeah, that is true. But what did it take to sell ten million records? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like people don't, don't, you know, you may, you know, you, you know, what it takes to sell that amount of copies will blow your mind. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So 
if it was really good, 50 wouldn't have left. 50 would have stayed. So it, it, it just shows you that the real route to go is be independent, get all your money, get everything. If you sell 10,000 copies, that's a check for 100 grand. You know, um, sell 20, that's 200. You know, you know what it is. Sell right. 100, that's a million. But it's your million. You know what I'm saying? It's your bread. Right. So I'd rather be that dude, you know, and make it. It's cool. Uh, we're speaking with Buckshot. New album is Backpack Travels. Uh, Buckshot, I want to go back into two of the last songs of the album. The first is The Choice, which is the ninth track on the album. In it, you spit, um, quote, They see the games to be sold, not told. And so why do rappers exist? Oh, I was kind of trying to figure out what's the purpose of, the, of these lyrics. That when I said that, you know, the game is to be sold, not told. You know, because that's what people always say. The game is to be sold, not told. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't tell the game, you sell the game. Really? Well, if the game is to be told, not sold, why do rappers exist? Oh, like I thought so. Like right. rappers sell the story. They tell the story that they're selling. Get it? <laughs> it's like rappers sell the story because they're literally selling you the story. They're telling you the story. So how would they, how was the game? That's the, and that's the reason why I tell people, listen, when I speak or when I drop jewels, or when I, you know, teach, whatever you want to call it, that's what I'm doing. Hmm. I'm telling people that. And, and let me tell you something. Again, my purpose of even talking about us being one of the last labels is because I'm one of the last guys that will put you on if you are looking for your music to get out there on an independent label or if you're looking for that shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I come from that era. Today, people come from an era where you digitally got an independent. Everybody can have a label digitally. Right. My little man, my son could, get him, could create his own website, own label, own all of this. But is it really in the a machine, or is it just another version of mywebsite.com? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. anybody can get digital banner ads, but how many people are going to be in, just say, Hip Hop Weekly that's in front of every register that's in every Target and CBS? So it's a, it's, a whole, it's a whole different game out there. And one last thing that I said is, you know, common sense make the mind intense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because... If you listen to everything that's going on, look, man, we're in a whole new era, man. We're in a whole new vibe. And I really want to stress the fact that music is free, okay? Doesn't matter what you feel. Doesn't matter what you like. At some point in time, you're going to have to bow down and recognize that music is free. Mm. We no longer have to pay for music. We no longer, some people no longer have to pay for music, no longer should pay for music. Look, music is free. So what, what happens to the artists? All of the artists have to create a, another stream of creativity that allows them to get paid off their creativity. And the, being an artist is the one thing that glues you to that creativity. So if you are a guy who likes to make, say, um, you know, spoons, I don't know, um, you're going to have to, and you make spoons, well, sell some good records and you'll be able to promote to everybody that you sell spoons, and they should buy your spoons. That's it. As crazy as that sounds, that's the new way to get paid off of music. Other than that, I don't need to pay for music. You know, all the record stores are shut down because you don't. You got, you know, all these digital things, iTunes, Rhapsody, that allow whatever, streaming live, all of them. 
So no one, once it's online, it's over. So no one needs to pay for music anymore. And you sit, you can't sit and complain and say, well, how are we going to make a living? That's messed up. You have to change with the times, and you have to know how to maneuver in today's market or today's world. So find another way. Find another way. Start making clothes, make doorknobs. I don't care. But if you're looking to make money off of selling, making uh, records, you're not you're not keeping up. What you just said relates to my question for the the last track on the album, which uh, features uh, Steeler Smith and Weston. This is my world. Yeah, I sit all around the world. Everywhere I go, I look up. I see somebody trying to blow. Like, what up, Buck? What up, Buck? I could be your next platinum Mac. That new thing that that'll bring duck down back. In fact, me and my whole crew is fans. This shit that I spit is because of you and your man. Damn, all I want is a chance to advance. My advance. So I could take it seems like what you're saying is... This is what you like, pretty much like. This is what you could be or have as an independent uh, MC. I'm kind of, you know, complete, total artistic freedom. Um, so, is, is, that, I mean, is that what you're trying to say with this last track? Be like, this is what you could be, you know, totally independent. I mean, yeah, in a sense, yeah. But you know, with this is my world. I literally am, you know, just going there and saying, like, look, man, like you said, you could be independent. You could be this. Just believe in yourself. And you could be whatever you want to be. You know, you could make it happen. Like, again, like, when I first dropped into the stage, all the artists like Mob Deep, Wu-Tang, Biggie Smalls, Snoop Dogg, you know, Lost Boys, Group Home, you name it, they were all on a major label. Major. I was the only little dude out of the crowd on on an independent label. Me. You know what I'm saying? I was the only little guy on the independent level. And that's amazing. That really deserves man class because when you look back on it, you're like, you know what it takes to have gotten to that level? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, you know, I I just look and say, you know, all around the world I look up, I see somebody trying to flow like, what up, Buck? Like, I could be a next platinum match, that new dude that'll bring Duck down back. Like, that's what I get on the regular. Like, yo, yo, you know, yo, let me, let me, let me be that next artist because I could bring Duck down back and put them back on the map and da 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 da. And I'm trying to tell people, don't just, just follow me. Like, don't worry. Just have some patience. Just chill. Because if you look at it right now, the quote unquote Duck Down world is they coming back. Like everybody, I don't like the term hipster. Um, but you can call it whatever you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? But I, some people call it underground. Some people call it hipster. And again, in the hip-hop world, they call that backpack. Oh, that's that backpack stuff. Right. Why do they call it that backpack stuff? Because in 1992, some independent little underground rapidy rap artist that was all about spitting lyrics and being underground and sticking the beats and the culture of hip-hop and what it meant to be real. and stick, he came, They came out, and they were called Black Moon. And ever since then, anybody who acts like them, you know, raps like them or can relate to them, we call you backpack rap. Because we didn't know where to put those dudes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We didn't know where to put Black Moon because we just didn't. We knew where to put Wu-Tang and, and, and every Snoop Dogg and all that gangster rap. And we, we, where did we, what did we call y'all? Oh, they're, they're wearing a bunch of backpacks. Backpacks. Right, well, and they got a bunch of dudes at their show that, you know, wear, you know, with that ride skateboards and, 
you know, look like they come from a bunch of artsy dudes and, oh, Buck Black Moon's partner is white, you know, Jewish kid. So now they on the album and all the white kids that couldn't get no love in the in the Wu-Tang spots, like, or, or they couldn't, really, well, Wu-Tang was good, but all the other spots that was quote-unquote too black and street and, you know, they, they, they was going to the Black Moon shows and feeling that love. That's why I said in my album, I said, get on my skateboard and do a mother effing drive-by. <laughs> I said that on Into the Stage because we was already on the skateboard culture and underground culture back then. You know what I'm saying? So right now, it's just starting to come back. They call it gentrification or whatever. But it's just a mass raid of what Black Moon was dealing with back then. Bunch of white dudes, black dudes, Chinese dudes, you know, wearing, you know, whatever the hell they want to wear to a show and feeling comfortable because they don't have to wear jewelry and, you know, all that other stuff. Mm, nice. I want to, you, you, you've talked about kind of, t- uh, you know, old uh, old school versus new school, um, and you talked about gems that you've kind of you, you've you've spit through the years. And I want to actually, one of my favorite uh, lines that you've done comes in um, from Chemistry from a uh, 2005 in the in the track Slippin'. Uh, yeah. And in it, and in, in it, you spit. This is far from a barbell. The this mic, this mic stand is representing our our hell. Yeah. Uh, do you think today's MCs have failed in this aspect where they're kind of glorifying hellish situations way too much? Um, again, those the artists that do that have no clue what art is. Mm. Artists don't even know that they're called artists. They call them those dudes call themselves rappers. They'll call themselves whatever you want them to be called just because it's fame. You can call them famers, and they'll be like, "I don't care, I'm a famer." Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You can call me whatever, stoner, famer, a hipster, a napster. I don't care. Just call me the guy that is once. Just call me to call my name when it's time for a check. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys don't care. So, once again, of course they do, because an artist represents art. Hmm. You know, and art. Is a is a is an expression, and and you know what I'm saying, and an expression, and uh, in a way where it takes the mind two seconds to appreciate it, and that's what makes it art. You don't just look at a, a painting, and it takes you two seconds to go, wow. Now I, it could be something as simple as a two pair of hands, but as I look at it, I see that the way the artist made the thumbs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now I have an appreciation for this person's art because he knows what makes him different than the last guy who just drew a hand. Mm. So that's what artist is. That's what, that's why we, we started out as calling ourselves artists. And the minute we took the art out of artists, it became whatever you wanted to be, you know, rap. Right. Black moon is still artists or certain people like Talib Kweli, you know, most dev, these are people that are still artists because they draw a picture and it takes you two seconds to paint it and to recognize it. And that's why you appreciate the art. You go, wow, I appreciate it. Hold up. Now everybody got a label on mixtape. Saying you getting money, but next week you back to your shift and break. 
to your back shift and break. Don't sit in they get big overnight, thinking like they lifting weights. Huh. This is far from a barbell. This mic, this mic stand is representing all hell. Y'all fail every time you try to get the deal, cause you feel from your skill, you should now be signed. Huh. The bottom line is the bottom line. Do it right or by the time you'll be out of time. Cause right now you're nice with your gifting. Watch them hours and minutes, don't get caught slipping. You know, throughout this, you've mentioned Black Moon, you know, in this interview. Um, and in 2010, you, uh, on the Mark and Polo and uh, Rush Jux, you did guys at a track called Let's Take a Sec. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm get, I ask people if they had one question to ask you, what would they ask? And they, they want to know, would there be another Black Moon album? Um, we Yeah, you know, I, Black Moon, of course, there definitely will be. Um I'm hoping to try to get something done real soon because Black Moon has never, ever, ever been the type of group that had any problems, right. had any beef, had any I'm not messing with him-ism. We never had any of that. It's always simply just been time, um, energy, and like five is upstate, you know, he's over here producing, Buck is over here, and and... You know, when we put out the last album that we put out, you know, it, it, it did okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But again, it, it takes, it, I think it just takes that time to rebuild that that whole fan base, you know what I'm saying, back in effect. Because there's fans out there of Black Moon. But, you know, gotta be. A, it might be a way where, you know, me introducing myself to them and saying, where do I come from? I come from Black Moon. And, you know, once we do another album, people really can recognize that, you know, that album. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And appreciate that album. That's why I said, you know, just just for me, doing the mixtape is going to be the illest thing in the world. I, I think it's going to be scary, um, but, but I think it's going to be the illest thing in the world. Uh, you know. True. We're speaking to Buckshot. New album is Backpack Travels with uh, producer P Money. Uh, before I let you go, I was wondering, do you have a favorite track off of Backtrack, uh, Backpack Travels? You know what? The intro, Crown, is like what well, I love. The Crown is one of my favorite. And um, and Just Begun. Oh, nice. Just Begun is one of my favorite, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, it's just so natural, you know, um, the way it, 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 the album, it reminds me of Into the Stage in a grown way, okay. in the sense of saying it won't be five and three and, and half and 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 it would be of course. So it's not a black. It's not saying we're trying to make another black one. I know, yeah. but when I say it reminds me of a meaning, it doesn't seem like, you know, I went in and tried to make an album. Uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I would just go up to P Money's crib, and just record on the joints that I was fit like that. He dropped to me. Every day he dropped a beat on me, that was a day I was feeling it. It wasn't like I listened to like 10 tracks and was like, yo, nah, that's whack. Or, you know what, let me hear that, let me hear that, let me hear that. Like, no. It was just like, yo, every time we was recording, he would say, hear this beat. I would hear that beat and it was fire. And that's how the album got done. So you you would write that day? Yeah, I would write that day. Like he, I'd be recording, 
a joint. Like I would be recording uh, Crown, you know, the intro, whatever. Then he would play me the beat, you know what I'm saying, for Just Begun. And it was like, yo, that's it. That's it. Like, yo. Then I would go do the beat for Just Begun, and he would play me the beat, you know what I'm saying, for, you know, Fruit or whatever. You know, and I was like, yo, this this is hot. This fire, right? This the one we got to get Joey on. Or like, I know I know who's perfect for this joint. It's dark, and then I'm going to go get Joey. Wow. And that, that totally speaks to what you were mentioning earlier, how it just kind of, you know, like, this, there's a natural like connection there artistically. Yeah, it and just happened. Like, hey, so I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? We both from around the way. Um, let me go get something. And mm-hmm. then CJ Fly is not too far from us. He's a couple of blocks down. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, that, you know, it's only natural we get CJ on here. You know, same thing. You know, Tina, she's from not too far. We all live in Brooklyn. And we all within damn near arms reach of each other somehow, some way. So again, doing this album, you know, was was, was ill. and it's crazy. Once again, it's not natural. You know, I didn't say, oh, I gotta have Smith West soundtrack. It just happened naturally. Like Steel is both of them are my friends, man. So having Steel was just like, you know what, you know, you know, it's perfect for this Steel. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I want to give. You know, a super shout out to Drew Ha. You know, once again, um, I'm an artist, and I'm and I'm also a CEO. But then there's times when I'm a straight artist. Mm-hmm. So Drew, when Drew executive produces an album, he doesn't play around. You know, and Drew executive produces. So like, it, it, it again, everything from the certain joints to the coordination, a lot of joints certain, you know, who 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 to put on it, like how, you know, how this person, whatever way of working, like Drew Ha is, Drew Ha is the executive producer. And when I say he he jumps off, like he jumps off. His ear, his ear is what put a lot of stuff together, not only for this album, but for a lot of stuff that we do. So I got a shout out to Drew Ha and thank Drew Ha for being my partner. You know what I'm saying? I hope that out of everything gets, you know, put out put out there. Because a lot of people don't know how important Drew is. Drew, without Buck, without Drew, it would be the Buck that you see t- today would not exist. Wow. You know what I mean? Because I, the, 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 just on the last note, it would not exist because when I walk into Nervous Records, one day, the, the last day when I, I couldn't stand it no more, Drew was working, and I walked past Drew, and I said, yo, basically leave this place and come with me. And he did it. It was like, imagine that. Imagine if Drew would have been like, ah, you kidding me? I'm staying here, man. I got to check. This is work. I got to get this check. I got to pay rent. You know what I'm saying? Right. I told Drew, yo, Drew, come, come, come be my partner. I'm, I'm starting a new label. And, you know, and Drew, and he did it. That's dope. That's real cool. Uh, the new album, Backpack Travels, a new collaborative LP from legendary Brooklyn MC Buckshot and New Zealand bass producer P Money. Not one track is should be skipped. I think it's a great album front to back. Uh, Buckshot, thanks so much for joining me in the library with Tim Einenkel. 
Oh, thank you very much, man. And thanks for having me. You know what I'm saying? And thank everybody for the support in the album. The Backpack Travels and the only line is online. So if you want the album, go to duckdown.com. If you want to listen to it, figure out what the what people talk about. Go to uh, duckdown.com and check out the album. Inhale, keep the game plan. Exhale, check the wingspan. Travel through town, different communities. General still got diplomatic immunity. Ahead of the class, y'all running from truancy. I live each day like my last to guard through with me. This is my world. Get, get, What's better than getting on, huh? The same conversation about the same issues you had that's dead and gone, huh? Born. Now this sh- know your story by now, by heart. You caught so much, I'd rather buy a town. Cause I don't got time to talk. I take the T off, add the W and I'm off. See, every time I open my mouth, cash come in. The truth saying, but that don't mean it's you that I'm paying. I'm only patient with the ones that's patient with I. I mean, we still cool vacation aside, so you can slide anytime you want. Yeah, it's enough. The green stuff, we stuff ain't inside our blunts. So come along. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.